0: Thank you. Time to get ready for the holidays. Go to oldtimeradiodvd.com forward slash sale and get 10% off of all of our great collections of old-time radio, classic TV, classic movies, and serials at the lowest prices to be found anywhere. Visit oldtimeradiodvd.com forward slash sale and save. P.S. For all the Apple users, I have a few drives that I purchase for Apple users only at really reduced pricing. Check it out at OldTimeRadioDVD.com forward slash sale. You're listening to Horror Old Time Radio. Gaslight only in the living room downstairs. He went into the bathroom, locked the door, and ran the bath. Conscious that in spite of his good resolutions, he still felt uneasy. As he undressed, the tension increased. He started violently when he heard a noise behind him, coming apparently from the empty grate. But although he examined it carefully, there was nothing there to account for the noise. It was just as he turned to go back to the bath that he slipped and fell heavily to the floor. Half stunned, he lay there, and before he could summon up enough energy to get to his feet, his candle flickered and went out. In the impenetrable blackness which surrounded him, his fears naturally increased, and he was just trying to remember in which direction the door was when he was paralyzed by a new noise. Someone was in the bath he had just run. He could hear the splash of water and the quite unmistakable sounds of someone soaping his body. He could even hear the rather heavy breathing... Just when he had summoned up enough courage to call out, he heard the creak of the cupboard door opening. Rigid with renewed fear, he listened to the soft rustle of silken underskirts, to the sound of light approaching footsteps, and then a chill, weightless shoe was placed on his chest. Silken garments swept over him as though he did not exist and continued to the edge of the bath, where the occupant still washed, splashed and breathed heavily. Suddenly the noises changed. There was a loud splash followed by a terrible choking gasp and the ineffectual drumming of heels on the bottom of the bath. Terror-stricken, Mr. Graham listened as the sounds in the bath grew fainter and fainter and the noise of breathing stopped altogether. For a time, all he could hear was the monotonous drip, drip, of water from one of the taps. And then there was the rustle of long skirts again as the wearer turned and made for the fireplace and the cupboard beside it. Suddenly a pallid light glowed in the blackness of the room by the cupboard, a light which revealed a woman's face. That she was beautiful, Mr. Graham had no doubt, but he glimpsed more than beauty in that face. He saw there an evil and a hatred which made him turn away in sick disgust. When he looked again, the face had gone, and once more the room was in total darkness. Now he had endured as much as his nerves would stand. Groping his way to the door, he unlocked it, stumbled out and along the passage. He told his wife all that had happened, only to be met with blank incredulity ever heard of a ghost taking a bath? You did say it was a ghost, didn't you? What else could it have been? I'll swear I was alone in that bathroom when I locked the door. Oh, really, dear? We all use that room every day, and no one else has ever seen anything strange in it. You imagined it, dear, because your candle went out when you slipped and fell. It went out after I had fallen, not when I was falling. And I told you before we bought this place that I didn't like that room. You did. And now you're letting your imagination run away with you to provide you with a reason for your dislike. All I ask of you is not to let the children know of these foolish fantasies. I tell you they're not fantasies. There were two other beings in that room with me. And one, the the woman, murdered the other. Very well, his wife said with a patient sigh. Let's go and investigate. They lit two candles and returned to the bathroom. There was no one there, no one in the cupboard. The bath itself was half full of clear, lukewarm water. No one could possibly have washed in it without leaving some trace. Neither of the new taps dripped. All right, Mr. Graham said in a defeated tone. I panicked in the darkness and imagined it all. The Grahams agreed to forget about the matter. Certainly nothing was ever hinted at in front of the children. And then one morning, the eldest son announced that he was going up to have a bath. His parents heard him leap up the stairs, turn on the taps, and whistle cheerfully. They heard him turn off the taps, and then the whistling stopped abruptly. A shriek after shriek of terror rang out. They both ran from the sitting room to the hall in time to see their son dash wildly from the bathroom into his bedroom and slammed the door shut. Whatever is the matter? Mrs. Graham demanded, hurrying up and looking in the bathroom. She tried the water, but the child couldn't possibly have scolded himself as she first feared. I, I can't find anything the matter, she said, looking over the banister at her husband. Don't you think you ought to come up and look for yourself? Nothing now will get me into that bathroom. Her husband answered. Go and comfort the boy and see what he has to say, and then you come down and tell me. Mrs. Graham remained with her wildly sobbing child for some time, calming him down, assuring him that he was perfectly safe. It was horrible, Mama. The boy shuddered. Horrible. i just run my bath and was going to step in, and then I saw... Oh, I know you won't believe this. But it's true, Mama. I promise you, it's true. There was someone else lying in the bath. An old man with grey hair. His face, oh, it was all purple and swollen. And his eyes were wide and staring. Oh, Mama, those dreadful, dreadful eyes. And the boy began to cry again. Once more his mother calmed him down and called to her husband to come upstairs determined that the three of them would see for themselves, but she knew already that the bathroom was absolutely empty. Reluctantly, her husband mounted the stairs. Together, mother, father and son left the bedroom and crossed the landing and stopped. They were not alone on that first floor. A beautiful young woman, dressed in expensive clothes and wearing costly jewelry, walked past them as though she owned the house and they did not exist, and disappeared into the cupboard in the bathroom. Mrs. Graham stood stock still for several seconds and then turned to her husband. "'I'm sorry,' she said. "'This place is evil, but the evil is none of our making. "'We shall move into an hotel tomorrow and look for a new home, Oh, tell the agent to sell this place as quickly as possible.' But Mrs. Graham was curious as well as practical. She wanted to know just why their house was haunted, and she had discreet inquiries made in the neighborhood. Naturally, people were reluctant to talk. It was a well-to-do neighborhood of respectable middle-class citizens. Gossip could only cause distress and bring crowds of sightseers to stare and disturb everyone. It was all over and done with and people with influence had managed to keep the incident away from the headlines, even though it might have involved murder. Murder? Although Mrs. Graham was prepared for this, she was still shocked. Yes, that was what some people said. It appeared sometime previously the house had been owned by a very rich old man. One day he brought home a bride. Some said she was Spanish. But everyone agreed that she was extremely beautiful. Her husband showered her with gifts of expensive clothes and even more expensive jewelry. Anything she wanted was hers. But he was old, and she was young. It wasn't long before she discovered that money doesn't buy happiness. The splendid house became a prison, her husband an old and ugly jailer. The servants heard them quarreling more and more frequently they noticed how the girl's once beautiful face was becoming distorted with anger and hatred. One day the old man was found dead in his bath. His young widow wept and was inconsolable. She had loved her husband dearly and had frequently warned him against his habit of indulging in long, hot baths. It was obvious to her what had happened. He had disregarded her advice, fainted, falling back into the water, had been drowned. It was all a terrible accident. Of course, there was an inquest, very discreet. Sympathy was with the beautiful young widow dressed so becomingly in black. The doctor affirmed that there was no evidence of any violence. The verdict was accidental death. The Grahams knew it was no accident. Mr. Graham had heard exactly how it had happened. His wife and son had seen the young bride and the old husband. But none of them could prove anything. They just knew.